the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Every morning is a new opportunity to take in the news of the day and the challenges of life and try to make sense of it all. Right now, we've got a show that tackles the topics and asks what you think. So get ready to start your day with a bold look at history as it happens. Let's learn, live, and sometimes laugh together. It's the Mark Davis Show on 660 AM, The Answer. All right, hour number three, nine o'clock hour, final hour, before we hand things over to our buddy Mike Gallagher and see what he has up his broadcast sleeve. My plan this hour is to hop to your calls first thing at 866-660-5759. Lots of folks weighing in on the state Supreme Court action yesterday, oral arguments as uh, as twisted, misguided parents and doctors seek to prevent Texas from protecting children against trans lunacy and the, the mutilation of our children. Just one of those things. I just cannot believe we're fighting this fight. But we are, and we must. Uh, and uh, take a look at the, the Biden semi-pronouncement that he's figured out what he's going to do. In response to Iran killing uh, some of our troops and wounding others, it's like, okay, he's going to roll that out at a time and place of his choosing or a decision made by the people, whoever, whoever really is running the country, because surely he is not. In Texas politics, Jill Dutton edges out Brent Money by 111 votes out of more than 13,000 cast in HD2, a win that stands for now because they will meet again. In the primary, now there is the primary, first of all, this is like 10% turnout. The primary will be more. A bunch of actual conservatives will be showing up to make a statement for Trump. And I would think there would be more Brent Money voters. The Jill Dutton voter, uh, by and large, not not universally, uh, tends to be the more Dade-feeling, friendly, softy, moderate, center-right, Austin Swamp, status quo-loving type. Now, did HD2 change? Did Jill Dutton's uh, shameful smear of Brent Money as some kind of neo-Nazi sympathizer, did that Did that work? Because here's the dirty little secret about dirty ads. Sometimes they work. Was that the case here? I don't know. We will, uh, we will find out. We will find out. And we'll get, it's, you get a second, uh, I guess we get a second crack at this. And uh, so, so those ads, <laughs> and listen, Jill, Jill won calling Brent a neo-Nazi. So she's totally going to do it some more, totally going to do it some more. So um, leading up to that, uh, they're both going to be welcome on the show, and we'll see how uh, see how those segments go. Let's see how this segment goes with you and various other things in the news. 866-660-5759. Todd, Mark Davis, welcome. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine, and I, I can't tell you how upset I am about this whole thing with them suing the state that. To me, it seems like the same upside-down world where Biden's suing Texas about the border. And uh, <clears throat> my, my main point is that um, nobody – every time I hear you talk about this subject of the you know child mutilation, it, it, I always go back to the female genital mutilation <clears throat> that uh, 
I had been doing a little bit of research on it, and I'm not an expert, but um, what I did find was that 41 states in the United States, almost every single Democratic state, except for Maine and Hawaii, has a ban on gender mutilization of, of young female girls, like uh-huh. they do in certain religions. And uh, 90 are, uh, what was it? 51 countries in the world and the WHO organization consider it a violation of human rights to conduct female genital mutilation yeah. on young girls. Let's give folks and a little so, bit. Let's give, let's give, sit, sit tight, sit tight, sit tight. Let, let me real, real quick, because you've got important yeah. points you want to make. I want to give some folks like 30 seconds of background. Uh, what well, female genital mutilation? It is not only the Muslim world, but primarily the Muslim world, where a portion of it in some of its countries have a religious practice that involves uh, surgical alteration to female genitalia. Ostensibly, it is something that is a hedge against promiscuity. Intact female genitalia are in some corners of the Muslim world viewed as, uh, as, as a signal toward promiscuity. This is some Stone Age garbage, man, but uh, religious freedom is a pesky bear, and it's like, okay, do we let people do this, uh, no matter how whacked out it seems to us? Uh, Across uh, many, many states, that answer has, of course, been no. Across much of the world, that answer has been no. But by and large, uh, at, at, at least 200 million girls and women from at least 30 countries have been subjected to this practice. And there are folks who estimate that about 4 million girls are at risk of this every year. So that's what it's about. Go. Th- thank you for letting me do that. Go take the ball and run with it. Okay. Yeah. And also, too, the other thing about that is that uh, these girls suffer uh, medical conditions that, you know, spent billions of dollars over the course of their lives to deal with the, you know, the brutality of how that is done to many of them. And that my my point about this is going back to what you're talking about, the state of Texas being sued. That uh, where is the disconnect between these two things that, you know, the the left, you know, loves this topic for some reason, but apparently they don't love female genital mutilation. So I'm 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 lost to see what a, where they don't understand what this, a superb, exactly superb multiple standard uh, observation. It, it's it, it's 41. It's funny, I guess nine states figure they don't need it or whatever, I don't know, I checked. 41 states have laws have laws against doing this. you got a, a really observant Muslim family or something like that to say, hey, it's time to uh, come at our daughter's genitalia. State laws say no. But if you have a 10-year-old girl who thinks she's a boy, if you got a 12-year-old boy who thinks he's a girl, get out the knife. Here we go. It's health care. To, to not do so is to be anti-trans. And if we don't do it, they're going to go upstairs and hang themselves in the closet. You're completely right. It is a bizarre uh, selective attention. Like I said, I just, the, among the many things that stun me into, eh? you know, stupidity, <laughs> well, I, just no. don't, I just don't get, I mean, I'm literally, you know, you almost to the point of, Literally pulling your hair out. Yeah, <laughs> if, it, if I had more, I would. Uh, you, you're, you know, you've been stunned into clarity. You've been stunned into clarity, which I hope is something that happens across the electoral landscape. Because, and and, and thank you enormously, Todd. Uh, if if we take a look at these people, these people who argued before the Supreme Court that doctors and parents ought to be able to perform mastectomies on the healthy breasts of teenage girls, ought to be able to castrate young boys. 
because of, of this trans cult? You know which party's on board with this, right? You know which party thinks this is awesome, right? Just checking, because if you don't, I'll be here to remind you every day. We're in Pottsboro. Phil, Mark Davis, happy Wednesday. How are you? Hey, good, Mark. Yeah, you know, you're, th- you're, you're correct when you say we need, to, we need to fight for the definition. That's what happens first. We need to stop calling this health care. It's not health care. It's absolute child abuse and, and, uh, and gender mutilation. It's yeah. no different than calling abortion health care. Uh, you're telling me that yeah. 1. 5, there's 1.5 million uh, cases of, ses- of, of sex or of uh, incest and rape in this country every year because that's their argument. Is that this is healthcare because of that? It's not healthcare. It's mm. contraception. We need, to, we need to fight for the definition. Uh, boy, some calls are compact enough; they require no embellishment from me. Phil, thank you, appreciate it. And that is what I mean when the the first battle is about the language. Uh, the The goal is not to argue what people's objections were to a flawed election. In 2020, when they showed up on January 6th, it was to make your very presence there, if you went, an insurrection. Uh, The goal is not to argue with you about uh, uh, what lives in the womb should be protected or not. It's to say that you oppose health care for women if you don't want them to kill their babies. In this chapter of trans lunacy, if you're standing up for gender normalcy, you are against Health care for trans kids. A, it's not health care. And B, there's no such thing as a trans kid. All you have are confused children, gender dysphoric, mentally ill children who are being enabled by sick, twisted parents and evil doctors. And I do, you know me, I do not throw those adjectives around lightly. 918. Last day of January. Can you believe it? Feb 1. Tomorrow. Wow. More nostalgia. Already mentioned that uh, it was 53 years ago today that my buddy Fred Daly and I had cajoled our parents into taking us to the launch of Apollo 14, the first of three Saturn launches we would see in over, over three years. But tomorrow... In uh, 70 years ago, in Bainbridge, Georgia, uh, my mom and dad got married. How about that? Grateful for that. But for that, we ain't talking. So thanks, mom and dad. All righty. Been, they've been gone for 25 years. I miss them and think about them every day. Um, you know, I, I've, I've had this in my topical holster. This seems like a good time to do it. In the in the fallen world category, this is cringe-inducing. Red alert, red alert. Peyton Yeager last night on Fox 4. Uh, a lot of people covered it, but this one was one of the better packages on it. Every once in a while, we get one, right? Some teacher, inappropriate stuff with a student. What is going I mean, I don't think this is a pandemic, but even when this happens once, what in the world is going on? What happens? Does somebody snap? Does somebody carry this with them into the gig? This guy who had been a teacher in a private school in Plano for four years starts to, you know, put the moves on a 15-year-old girl. 
And what what exactly what do you what do you teach your daughters or sons to do in it? It's it's just a fallen world update. So here we go. Peyton Yeager last night, Fox 4. Steve and Plano police tell us they were first made aware of the allegations earlier this month. The teenager went to her parents and then the family came down here to the police department where the teenager handed over screenshots of their conversations and they were extremely graphic. So once again, I I mean, you have the evil of this, but then also the rank stupidity. Hey, I'm going to text a kid because that'll never get back to me. You know, thank God they do. Because sometimes people who are evil enough are also stupid enough to enable them to be caught more easily. Tuesday, former high school teacher Jacob Allred was booked into the Collin County Jail and charged with child grooming, a third-degree felony. Hours later, Allred bonded out. Allred taught at Great Lakes Academy, a private school in Plano, for more than four years. Tuesday, the school sent parents this email revealing Allred had recently resigned due to his arrest. During an interview with police in early January, a 15-year-old student at Great Lakes Academy told investigators her ninth grade teacher, Allred, first pulled her into the school library in October and admitted he had feelings for her. Two weeks later, the teenager said Allred added her on the app Discord. In an arrest warrant affidavit Fox 4 obtained on Tuesday, the student went on to say Allred would ask things like the color of her underwear and talk about his sexual desire for her. All right, I'm going to give you a pause for a break here for just a minute to put the car back on the road. Lord in heaven. Let's talk about this Discord deal for a minute. Uh, a lot of this is just a bunch of dorks keeping track of each other's gaming pursuits, but all of them, it, like 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 the internet itself, like AI, like uh, you know social media, Facebook and X and all this stuff. It could be great, it could be terrible. Depends on what people are doing. Be, these things are all blank slates written on by what the human behavior is that uh, that takes place within uh, within those realms. And being human behavior, that means sometimes it's going to be uplifting and wonderful and great, and sometimes it is going to be the worst kind of of bottom feeding. Uh, The advice here is to hover constantly over your child's social media. Also on the app, she said Allred would tell her what to wear and share more explicit details about his feelings. By November, the teen said things got physical. That lasted through the holiday break. Plano police issued a search warrant of all. Okay, whoa. Lasted through the holiday break. Now, the, again, this is just dumb radio guys like through the holiday break. When something, if something happens once, I mean, if he even gets once, how do you, how does it get? What I guess we would like is for every kid, the minute things get even remotely creepy, to have 15 alarms go off and go, Mom, Dad, good God Almighty, you know, Mr. Somebody is dead. Look look at this. Ah! And for some for some reason, it doesn't happen. Things just are, oh, they do, do these, is there some Svengali-like spell that these these creepy uh, monsters put over our, our teenage girls or boy, where they, where they just, just let it go for some days or even weeks. I mean, we can't have that, right? So I guess lesson number two, just make sure you tell your your kids if anything, I mean, anything just hits your gut bad. Like, whoa, this is a little weird. Bring it to us. We'd rather have you bring our attention to something and have it be a, a big nothing or have you not bring something to us 
and you end up uh, having sex with a teacher over the holidays. Red's phone earlier this month, but they say he wasn't cooperative, even leaving the building when police showed up to Great Lakes Academy. Shocker. Eventually, detectives got his phone, and they found communication that supported the allegations against him. Tuesday, Allred is back home in Blue Ridge, according to his bond requirements. He okay, then we go. Uh, why do people get bond? Uh, they, a, why are people denied bond is the better question. Um, you might think, aren't things some, we don't keep people in jail just because we're really angry or what they did was really bad. There are two reasons to deny bond. Uh, one, we think you're a flight risk, and the guy's already been uh, he wouldn't let wouldn't hand over the phone. He's already been un- uncooperative enough in one way, right? Is this guy a textbook flight risk? I don't know. And reason number two is you think you think you're going to do it again. Or do you pose a risk, a further risk? I don't know if there are other teenage girls. This guy might be a, a predatory toward. I don't know. So so uh, lovely. So uh, he's at home. Posted bond, which was set at $25,000. Now, Plano police could not confirm to us this evening if there are any additional victims, but they could confirm that Allred was communicating with other students from that school. And he's out on bond. <laughs> Lots to process these days. 931. Let's process some news. Nikki Whaley is in the newsroom, and then uh, you're on the phone with us at 866-660-5759. I got stuff I haven't even gotten to yet. We've got a home stretch half hour to occupy, so let's work on that together uh, next. It's 931. Nine thirty-seven, home stretch, little KD Lang, and anywhere but here. Eight six 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 zero five seven five nine. It's been an interesting day of of, um, of musical birthdays. Very old school stuff. Eddie Cantor had some had some Carol Channing that we gave uh, gave to my diamond young girl, best friend. Um, I got to work on my Carol Channing. <laughs> it's amazing I even have a Carol Channing. What is that about? But uh, the one that resonates the most with me uh, is the the great guitarist and uh, vocalist for Chicago, Terry Kath. Uh, Chicago becomes a big deal circa 1968 and, and then becomes an even bigger deal, of course, during the 70s. And then uh, he dies in a gun accident in 1978. Um, the... A lot of people, who's playing Russian roulette? He was not playing Russian roulette. He was just being a big old dummy. Sitting around, had a bunch of guns, and that's that's great. Having a bunch of guns is awesome. But, uh, wow, he was jacking around with one. And uh, round about uh, (sighs) January 23rd of 78, they're just sitting around with a bunch of people and picked up a semi-auto 9mm pistol and Leaned back in a chair and said, uh, Eclipse not even in it. Yeah, it was. Uh, yikes. So the great Terry Kath. And so he, he did vocals on, um, uh, I mean, Peter Cetera, Robert Lamb. Th- those are your main Chicago vocals that you know from back in the day. Uh, but Terry Kath had a couple of songs that uh, there were, he's not just the guitar parts, of course, but the lead vocal. And, so, and it goes back to like the second Chicago album, circa 1970. So that will do that. That'll be on our way 
out here in just a little bit. Uh, in the meantime, it, it's funny. This is this is kind of working its way into a theme. <laughs> and, and no, I'm not going back to the uh, the dreadfulness of the fallen world of the, uh, of the the teacher doing unspeakable things with a teenage girl. This one ramps it down a good bit. But there are two things that are happening in uh, in today's news that involve. Uh, sort of the dangers of the internet. First of all, there's hearings going on. Zuckerberg is apparently going to testify here in just a little bit in a uh, in a Senate hearing, and uh, getting social media companies, getting big tech to do. Th- it's funny because doing things to quote protect kids. We're all about protecting kids. We've talked a lot about protecting kids today. Uh, attempting to do so with SB 14 and fending off uh, evil doctors and evil parents who want to you know mutilate our kids on this, this trans cult altar. Um, but it, it prote- protecting kids in the world of social media is trickier because while the, the trans cult is inherently evil, social media is not social media. As I've said, is a blank slate written upon by what people do with it. Now, a bunch of stupid kids and, and a bunch of, uh, of, of bad people, you know, create a nightmare. That's why you need to hover constantly over your kids' social media. Um, but so there, there are hearings about this that I'll we'll listen in on here in just a second. But let's ramp things way down from the horrible things uh, occurring with the texting between a teacher and a student at a private school in Plano. Let's bring it down several rungs on the ladder to simple car theft, shall we? Uh, this and this has been a big, uh, a big theme of mine, a big rant of mine for a long time. If if your kids or anybody is looking at various things on Instagram or, or TikTok or any of this nonsense and the word challenge is involved, just look out because stupidity or possible law-breaking looms not far behind. Some of the challenges are, hey, let's shotgun a big spoonful of cinnamon or, hey, let's do this other stupid dangerous thing and... uh uh, and see if, if people and, and, and people's incessant and pathological desire to go viral or be seen or to have their life defined by what they do online rather than what they do in the real world. This is what lays the groundwork for all of this. So what we got here, and, and this was Adriana Diablo on Channel 8 last night, there's a TikTok challenge that involves the easy stealability of cars. What could go wrong? I used to feel safe. Not anymore. Dottie Black feels violated. I was like, I think I went into shock. Shocked when she learned her Kia Optima was gone. So I was like, there's no way. There is no way that my car is not sitting there. White Settlement police body cam video shows her car wrecked in a creek near Silver Creek Road and McCauley Street. Get this, just two blocks from her apartment complex. The car abandoned with the engine still running. That's crazy. I don't know. Like I said, it just amazes me. It's part of a national trend. Police departments across North Texas are seeing a rise in Kia and Hyundai thefts. It's almost like a game. That's why they call it a challenge. This is Christopher Cook, chief of the White Settlement PD. It's kind of funny. This is like his month on on the show. Because last time we visited the White Settlement PD, they had the GPS darts. Like 20 grand a pop. And this was to, uh, as an alternative to uh, hot rod police chases where people can like die. 
uh, they've got this thing. They outfit the front of the police car with this little Coke can sized sticky dart that if you're if you're the cop and you're chasing a bad guy and rather than have everybody go 70 miles an hour or 90 miles an hour and kill everybody, uh, you go, you you hit a button and it shoots this thing onto the back of the car. And then the idea is that the bad guy drives around with that thing on the car and through GPS, you track him to his house and you go arrest him. And that's, I had to chuckle a little bit because after a while, aren't the bad guys going to hear on the back of their car just, and, and then the cops go off and, you know, grab a bite or something. <laughs> and the guy pulls over and uh, pulls off that sticky thing, throws it in the bush. Anyway, though, chief cook, good guy, good department, good town, white settlement. Videos of young teens targeting certain Kia models are circulating on social media, showing how to steal the cars step by step. Great. What they did was they took the end of the USB port for the dash cam. They took it right here, hit the brake, pushed it in. Get out. Start it. Dottie got her car back, but listen to this. She could still start it and drive around in it with a USB cord. I'm absolutely floored. Grand. We just told everybody how to do it. <sighs> you can start a car with a USB port. Police still don't know who stole her car, but the popular car thefts... That cover was ripped off. ...usually end with joyrides and lots of damage. It's damage that we just don't have money sitting around to fix. She's grateful her only car is back. You just have to, like I said, find the blessing in it. But her sense of safety and security, that's gone. In White Settlement... Okay, Adrian. Oh, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. I just... All right. TikTok challenge. All right, that takes us to the to the online world. Now, this there there are few things, or the whole social media big tech world. There are relatively few things uh, where Democrats and Republicans will actually get together. Usually, it's the things where they feel like they can do some posturing and have everybody agree with them. <laughs> Sometimes there's good high quality posturing. I would say that's part of what this is: is dragging a bunch of big tech guys in front of a Senate committee. And I'm looking at Lindsey Graham, Republican of South Carolina, Dick Durbin, Democrat of Illinois. All right, all right, all right, and see what uh, see what what they're up to in this uh, in in this continuing uh, in this continuing hearing uh, this morning. You have uh, Mark Zuckerberg and other big tech folks, uh, and they're here. Hang on a second. Here's uh, Lindsey Graham talking to uh, Zuckerberg. I know you don't mean it to be so, but you have blood on your hands. You have a product. Wow. Hang on a second. Is that Those, That was a few minutes ago, Lindsey Graham. And uh, here, hang on a second. Leading up to here. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah. So, so uh, stats. Teenagers uh, online. Ages 13 to 17 use the internet uh numbers between 2014 and 15 and now okay the percentage saying that they use it just several times a week that's gone from eight percent to three (laughs) percent so gee where did those kids go kids use it uh, about once a day that's gone from 12 percent to four percent several times a day in the last 10 or so years has gone from 56 
to 47%. Those who use the web almost constantly has gone from 24 to 46%. Hmm. <laughs> this is the story with all, just about all, with so many technological things. So very many technological things. There are things that we take for granted that uh, that a lot of people back in their formative moments thought was just going to be terrible. And we found ways to accentuate the positive, as the song title goes, and, and learn that maybe some of those fears were ill-placed. But with the the universe of things that become instantly available to everyone of every age, parents permitting, uh, th- that is a wondrous thing when used well, and a terrifying thing when, when things get dark, which is, and even, even when, when people are not, you know, surfing porn sites or, you know, learning how to steal cars on TikTok, I, it still just kind of breaks my heart to, to see a, a like a family, a mom, a dad, a couple of teenagers, let's say, sitting at a restaurant and everybody is on devices. Absolutely everybody. And ain't right. That's that's the, the the technology has a a wondrous ability to make our lives better when we use it as a crutch. When we are when we see our kids kids when we see young adults bathed in the sickening glow of gaming screens rather than out there living life and taking a walk and finding a date and buying a house and getting married and having kids, just the, the, the failure to launch the infantilization of our men and the curse that our women are, are, our young women are finding because there are no more men out there to be found anymore. There are all these, these, these boy children. When I say that, you know, it's, it's weird because you could say, well, social media has done this to us. You know, the online world has done this to us. No, nothing does this to us. We do it to ourselves. So that's the logic behind all the attention we pay to that. Well, let's pay attention to Terry Kath of Chicago. Born this date, 1946. One of his great vocals on a Chicago record and a detail or two on cool stuff coming out next. The great Terry Kath. 1970. Make me smile from Chicago. Here's something that should make you smile. Cigar Night with Dr. Gorka. February 27th, Cigars International and Cabela Drive. Uh, by Cabela's, as the name implies. North, North, North Fort Worth there at 35 and 170. We'll see if Feb 27 get your tickets now. At 660amtheanswer.com, Dr. Gorka in town. I'll be there. You'll be there. We'll have a grand old time. No, you don't have to smoke a stogie to be there. But you'll be around people who will be. So come on. We'll talk some politics, solve the world's problems. Dr. Gorka, you and me, Cigar Night, Feb 27. Get your tickets at 660amtheanswer.com. Thank you for hopping on there while you're at our website. Do a little something for food for the poor. Appreciate that. And we all appreciate you. Producer Ron K. Marlin on the X at Producer Ron K. R-O-N-D-A, capital K. Thank you, Mr. Matt, for the technical guru skills. Thank you, Nikki Whaley, for news excellence. God bless our country, our troops, our families. Crazy world. We'll figure it out somehow. See you in the morning for the Thursday show. Right here on 660 AM, The Answer. Mike Gallagher is next.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.